everybody. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Keeping It Real with Caramel, as we say 100. I have the awesome person on this line today. Okay. <laughs> My name is Danella Ford. How are you, Danella Ford? I mean, you are amazing. Wow. Amazing. Thank you. Oh my God. You got me all pumped up. I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> about me being on the phone now. Yeah. <laughs> I am doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh, most definitely. So tell everybody where you're from. And, you know, I like to start off with something fun. So tell a fun fact about you that no one knows about. Oh, those are my kind of questions. I absolutely love it. A fun fact about me. Oh, my God. Uh, I have an obsession with Mexican food. Ooh, and okay. and and the interesting thing is that I'm vegan, so you know, go figure. Try to work that one out. I know, right? Like, uh, it doesn't work out. But awesome. right. so where you, tell everybody where you're from. Rich, uh, well, I'm from Phoenix, but I live in Los Angeles. I've been here, gosh, a number of years now. My work is based out of Los Angeles. So yeah, that's awesome. City of Angels. Awesome. All right. So you know, when I was looking at your bio. I mean, I feel like you are so inspirational. I mean, you had me over here like, oh my God, this woman is such an amazing person. And you are a very inspiring person. So tell me about the Journey to Worthy. Tell me about that. Thank you for asking. Yes, Journey to Worthy, I always say the Journey to Worthy is my love letter. That's my love letter to the world. It's my offering, it's my gift, it's my vision. It's my contribution to myself and to humanity. Uh, Journey to Worthy began in 2009 and it, it, it somewhat began by accident. You know, all great things sometimes fall into place. You know, our calling, people spend so much of their life looking for their calling and looking for their purpose. And what I find oftentimes is that your calling or your purpose will come for you right. when you are ready, right? When you're ready. And I had gone to study quantum physics uh, I don't know why I all of a sudden woke up one day and felt like that was a good idea to go that direction in my life <laughs> after having a major heartbreak. Right. Uh, had fallen in love. You know, every story begins with a great love story. Had fallen in love with this man, this beautiful model actor, and we were living the Hollywood dream. And one day I wake up and he says, I must go. Hollywood is calling me. And I said, well, we live 12 minutes from Hollywood. Why are you have to leave? <laughs> right. So he left and... Uh, it was one of the lowest moments of just heartbreak and just so much heartache and, and, and a culmination of lifetime hurt, disappointment in relationships. And I knew I needed to do something different. Next thing I knew, I had heard a lecture by a teacher that was lecturing on thermal dynamic energy and lightning. Now, my background is, was in writing. I studied as a journalist. I did a journalism right. internship. I have books that have written fiction novels. I have five published books. So I was really on the path of a career novelist. I mean, that was my vision for my life since I was nine years old. But in this particular moment, like I said, for some, ever, for some odd reason, I felt like I wanted to go and study quantum theory. Uh, my mother said, what in the world are you going to do with that? I said, I have no idea, but I feel called. So right. the next three years, I... Uh, traveled to and from Seattle, outside of Seattle, was a master teacher that was teaching a very special quantum theory session. And going to the school really changed, I mean, it changed the ground I stand upon, it changed my life. I, I was able to get information. And one of the things I fell in love with, quantum physics, was the observer effect. 
you know, that we, by virtue of the, the way that we look at life, life, the particles literally collapse around our own vision for our life. So from that vantage point, I, I felt empowered. Like, wow, like I can change my life just by the way I think, by yeah. the beliefs I hold, by the things that I observe, you know, and, and looking at it from a very practical quantum level, you know, literally collapsing waves, collapsing, collapsing waves, subatomic particles into actual physical matter. And I fell in love and I, I have not looked back since. So I studied for three years and I came back to LA and I was invited to speak at a women's group and I spoke and they, they really liked, you know, they invited me because I was an author, but I didn't want to talk about my books as much. Interestingly, I wanted to talk about all the things I'm talking about. I want to talk about Einstein equals MC squared. I was such a nerd, probably still <laughs> kind of am, <laughs> but I went and I did, I, I did this, this lectures and they kept inviting me back. And I said, Oh my God, I'm going to have to create programs because they were inviting me. And I started getting invitations to speak at all these different places. So that, began journey to worthy that was the birth of journey to worthy and it's called and that, go, go ahead, ahead. it's called journey to worthy because you know whenever you travel think about like the longest trip like so if i asked you what's the longest trip you've ever taken and i will say california really okay for coming from where from some from where to california orlando Oh, coming from, okay. Okay, so you know how when you travel, we're meticulous about our layover, what time we're leaving, what time yeah. we're arriving, right? Yeah. You, yeah. So we really track our we really track our journeys. And so I said, What's the longest journey I've ever taken? And I said, Oh my God, hands down, the journey to my own worthiness, to love myself. It's the longest oh. trip I've ever taken. So that is the the backstory and the premise of Journey to Worthy. So with that being said, Journey to Worthy is a global movement of inspiration it's based upon quantum theory made simple so that it can be in layman's terms so that people can understand how they can be empowered by understanding the laws of the universe and that is awesome. yeah it's it's a great passion and a love of mine that is awesome that's what i was saying when i was reading reading your bio i was like oh my gosh she's so amazing i can't wait to talk to her and i know you inspire and uplift many many people and you uplift their spirit you know and when I say that because I read the testimonies about you mm. and, and what you did for them when they met you you know and that was inspiring to me because everybody had everything good to say when they're on their low points when they was on there they didn't know where they was going to go they didn't know how they was going to do it until they met you Wow. Yeah, I paid all those people to say that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's a, that, that is so amazing. And as I was scrolling up, I was like, oh my God, you had so many people. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I was like, she is awesome. She's just like touching everybody's life. And that is amazing. And then you have this 13 core principle. Yes. Right? Yes. I was reading that as well what made you come up with that concept with the 13 core principles yes thank you when i was uh, in the early days of journey to worthy I, I was blessed with a government i got a government contract in the city of los angeles i was working uh partnering with a 501c3 and they were they had 33 facilities and so i was literally going to all these facilities working with their tenants their tenants were they were homeless people, 
who were in transitional facilities. Some of them had permanent housing, but they had mental mental health challenges, uh, dual diagnosis of mental illness and some form of drug addiction or alcohol addiction. So they were homeless, drug or alcohol addicted, and they had mental health issues. And that was my demographic. And it was a tough, it was a tough, it was a tough demographic to work with. Mm-hmm. And right. so I created the the, the, the the principles, you know, the 13 core principles, because I wanted to really, you know, that I've worked for seven years with with the demographic in Los Angeles, and it really changed my heart. Uh, it really opened my eyes. It really, I, I can't explain it. Just I said I grew a second heart when I started working with right. these people. Right. I fell in I yeah. fell in love. You know, I think especially if I mean if you've been to California, you know that it, a lot like say in L.A. or New York or San Francisco or I don't know how it is in Orlando, but in Los Angeles there is a great division of class. Right. You have Hollywood, you have very wealthy, you have Mercedes and Rolls Royce and Bentley. You see this all the day, every day, all day long. Right. Multi-million dollar homes. But you have another whole segment who doesn't live like that. A much greater population of people that are really struggling. Right. And so in Los Angeles at times, and I love the city of angels. It is my home, but there can be a distinction of how people look at you based upon Mm. one, what you, one you look like, how big or small you are, uh, and how much money you have, what kind of car you drive, and what kind of house you live in, and right. certain and certain you know certain sectors of the area, it's more prominent. And so, being able to have the extraordinary privilege to go into Skid Row, I mean, Skid Row changed my life. Going on to Skid Row, it's one thing to see it on television; it's another thing to walk that street. To walk right. that, I mean, your heart beats out of your chest to walk that street. Um, oh, wow. And it's and it, but you know what? It's good for me. It was good for me, and it changed. It, like I said, I grew a, I grew a second heart when I started working with uh, women who had a you know a tremendous amount of challenge. They came from a lot of sexual abuse. I worked with the prisons. I worked with parolees. I worked with people in transition between prison and back into the regular world in halfway houses. I worked with youth. I worked with battered youth. Uh, I work with people that, that I had a, a, a class where everybody in class was schizophrenic. Um, no. Yeah, so I've had a, I've had a beautiful opportunity to sit down with, with, with people that normally, unless it's somebody in your family or your own personal journey, the average person wouldn't give these people time of the day. Right. When, when so was the last, right, when was the last time the average person really sat down and spoke to a homeless person, really talked to them about their heart? Their emotions. Yeah, no one they don't does really that. Do we don't that. even make. They, they walk past them, right? Like they don't they, see them, like they're invisible. Right. Exactly. Yeah, they do, and it's the same thing here in Orlando. Is in sections, and you know, um, certain areas you go and you don't see the same thing as the other area. You know, mm-hmm. but when I was looking at your, when I was looking at your thirteen core principles, um, number five stood out to me big mm-hmm. time. Do you have and, it in front of you by any chance? Do you have it there? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about to read it to you right now. Okay, so, thank you. Number five was, I'm willing to ex- exchange sadness for joy, confidence for insecurity, and love for hate, blame, and resentment and anger. Mm-hmm. And that stood out to me a lot because a lot of people don't know how to feel joy. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I was she hit it right on on spot you know like you're willing to exchange 
you know, you rather have happiness and joy before sadness mm-hmm. and confidence mm-hmm. or insecurity because there's a lot of people out here in the world that's very insecure about mm-hmm. a lot of things. It might not be their looks, but a lot of people are insecure inside that some people don't even know they're insecure about. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. And you just like I'm like she's right because you know people have to learn to I feel to exchange themselves to be a better person of themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sometimes it's hard to do that you mm-hmm. know Absolutely. and I, yeah and, and I was like I love that one I mean I love all of them don't trust me I do but that <laughs> one just stood out me and I'm like that is like that is something that I'm gonna quote you on when I talk to people and when I talk to people I'm gonna say that you wrote it um it was part of your of you but I'm gonna quote it you see what I'm saying yeah please feel free thank you for sharing no I love it I love it thank you and I know you said that you dealt with depression and feeling like Mm -hmm. you know worthless Mm -hmm. how do you overcome that you know, how do you get out of feeling that way? You know what? Thank you for asking. I think that's such not only is it a timely question, depression is the most common form of mental health challenge that the world at large is suffering from. Um, you know, we're at an all time high of depression, anxiety, neuroses, psychotic behavior, severe depression, clinical depression, PTSD, stress response. Uh, based upon what's happened in the world. I mean, we're, we're at a really vulnerable position in humanity with our mental health. And I think a lot of people actually suffer from depression. They may not actually know that that's what's happening and what's going on with them. But, you know, I struggled with depression for many, many, many years. It affected the quality of my life. It was extreme, it was clinical depression. I at one time was fired from, on my 20s, I had fired from 13, 14 jobs back to back because I couldn't get out of bed in the morning and go to work. Oh. I um, really struggled with, my, with, with food. I would lose my appetite. I would stop eating. I would lose a lot of weight. Naturally, you know, so, I'm small anyways, but super small, very thin right. to the point of looking ill. Um, And it was a hard go for me. I think that when you say, how does one, first of all, I think you have to acknowledge and recognize, hey, something's going on with me. I think you have to, I think you have to be willing to ask for help. I think that you have, and I think ultimately, I think the the, the, the make or break point is the depth of your commitment. Because if you are in enough pain, you will move heaven and earth to save yourself. Right. And I think, honestly, it, the, 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 the deeper the depression, the more you have to be willing to move heaven and earth. I want to give you a great example. I had a client that reached out to me a couple of years back and she was suicidal. And she said, I'm suicidal and I need to come see you right away. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a Friday night. And I said, I could take you, you know, uh, first thing in the morning, you know, I asked her, was it, was it something that, you know, was, was needing immediate attention? She said, no, but I really am having a lot of suicidal thoughts. I said, I can see you at nine in the morning. And, uh, she said, well, I just, you know, I, I don't want to have to get up that early and get on the freeway that early. Mm -hmm. And later in the day, I didn't have any openings. So the thing is, if, if you're that depressed, wouldn't you want to get to the place that's gonna help you. Yes. 
You know, I, I, she said something about I want to be able to get my breakfast and get my coffee. And, you know, you have to put aside, not that your yeah. breakfast isn't important, but I mean, and I, and I think that's the thing. It's like the level of commitment. I work with so many people from all different walks of life. And I can always tell when people come for sessions and when I work with people, I work with them on Zoom and I work with them in my healing sanctuary here in Los Angeles. I can always tell those who are going to go the long mile just by the nature of their commitment. If you're not willing, you know, if you're not, if you want to be comfortable, I'm not willing to drive in traffic. I'm not willing to do this. I'm not willing to pay. I mean, when I was really trying to heal myself, I spared no expense. I made it happen. When I went to school, it was expensive. I, 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 I pulled it together. I made it happen because it was important to me. I think that we, I think we limit ourselves. We can do whatever we truly are, but there is no such thing as I can't. You know, we set and these I, limitations on ourselves. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, the word can't is not even a word, you know, um, to, it shouldn't be a word to people because you can do whatever you want to do if you put your mind to it. You can you do know? whatever and you I, want, whatever you're truly inspired yeah. to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So and I know the that, commitment. Go ahead. The commitment is really important. Are you committed to healing? Right. Committed. That's awesome, um, because you do have to be committed to heal yourself. If you, if you, if uh, my thing is, if you're not putting stuff, you know, for, forward, why would someone else help you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. If you're not pushing yourself forward or making that first step. Then what is the other person doing to help you? You know, right. if you keep making excuses and excuses and excuses. How can that person help you to get better? Right, exactly. And you, you know, know, we get a set point, like the, the human brain gets a set point where it just falls into a level of complacency and comfort, even if it's uncomfortable, right? We know it, it's predictable. Right. But you know, when it comes to depression, you know, the things that I always encourage people to do is really look at their life and, and look at the places where they, where they exchange their energy, meaning who do they associate with? Are those relationships mm-hmm. healthy? Are they uplifting? Do you feel good in it? Or is it a toxic relationship that leaves you feeling depleted and unworthy in those exchanges? What kind of work are you doing? Are you fulfilled in the work that you're doing? Are you just working to pay rent and you despise the job? That takes a toll on the psyche, right? And people start to feel helpless and stuck because they feel that they're not living their purpose or they're not living on purpose or they're not living in alignment with what they know their gifts and talents are. I take a look at things like your level of movement in the body. The body needs movement, meaning exercise. So is someone, you know, exercise is amazing because it, it, it kicks in these endorphins and dopamine levels in the brain, enhancing one sense of well-being. Being in nature, actually, when you sit on the ground or when you look out over green pastures or green rolling hills, there's a biochemical adjustment that happens in the brain just because you're in nature itself. The frequency of nature is actually higher than the frequency in the city. So that's why human beings feel drawn to national parks because we actually are working with a higher vibration, which balance our central nervous system out. If you're feeling depressed, look at your attachment to electronics. The electromagnetic field of electronics is not compatible with our human body, our central nervous system. Therefore, we are frying our central nervous system by being attached to the phone in our hand, our, our, our gadgets, our iPhones and iPads and, and tablets. It's all good, 
but you know, technology has to be your servant, not your master. And that's where it's right. reversed now, right? It's our, it's our master. So right. those things affect the central nervous system. They affect depression levels, sugar intake, sugars are neurotoxins. One of the worst things for the human being is sugar. It's in everything almost, right? Everything's sugar. But Girl, if, you, yes. Yeah, yes. if you are struggling with depression, cease and desist with sugar, like cut it to the bone. Because it, I believe that there is the molecular component of sugar that attaches to the energy of like emotion, energy in motion. The, the molecules of emotion, Dr. Candace Pert won a Nobel prize back in the seventies on her groundbreaking research saying that, hey, emotions in your body emit and produce certain molecules that are found in your blood. So I believe that molecular change that comes from those emotions, I believe that there's something in sugar that attaches to that. So if you have sadness and sorrow, sugar exasperates it, right? I, so- yeah, I believe so. Yeah, because, you know, I just became a, well, I'm not a vegan, but I'm, I'm on that way. You know, because I used to eat a lot of sugar and, and be kind of depressed when I was eating sugar and mm -hmm, stuff like that. Mm -hmm, and then once mm -hmm. I stopped, it was like my whole world changed. This is like I'm more happier, I'm more like, you know, you know, I go to exercise a lot more and do a lot of different things. And so I, I truly believe in that too. So oh yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's 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 really it's uh you know, and you have to understand something too that in the in the GI tract, right? We have a neurons in our GI, our intestinal lining, that are set the same as the brain. So that's what they call the belly, the belly, a second brain, our gut instinct. There is actual intelligence there. And so because sugar is a neurotoxin, meaning it's actually destroying certain neural connections in the brain, it's actually going in directly into the gut. And it's also destroying those neurotoxins, those, those, those neural connections in the belly which in essence dumbs us down. It lessens our intuition. It doesn't allow us to be as attuned, uh, apart from, you know, the caloric intake and the, and the, and the blood sugar adjustments and all the, the extra overload on the, on the pancreas and all that. But you know, sugar is, sugar is as, as addictive as heroin, if not more, right? So it's a highly addictive substance, but you can, you know, uh, if you're fairly healthy, you can do something like fruit, pineapple, you know, grapes, try to, you know, get some natural sugars, uh, which are right. going to be better than, you know, like say a sneakers bar, right? And processed stuff. So trying to get, you know, nature has provided something for our sweet tooth in the form of, you know, fruits. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I've seen um, your pictures when you was laying out um, with nature. And, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, look at her. She's like, look, I'm trying to heal. Okay, heal nature means the girl. Process. Nature girl. Yeah, nature yeah, girl. I, I'm all know. about that. Yeah. yeah. It's our healing. And nature's, I, you know, I always say that Mother Earth is my physician. You know, mm -hmm. I work with plant medicine, and that's become a huge part of my journey. If you, I don't know if you went to my website. I have a, a link there called Bridge to International, an international bridge to healing. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Yeah. I was so, all over I was all over your page. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a big part. You know, I love the plants. All hail the plants. I love the plants and, and the wisdom of the plants and the, the healing, you know, there's healing plants, there's teacher plants, there's all kind of beautiful plants. And of course, I travel to uh, to and from the Amazon working with the shamanic center in Peru. I have an amazing shaman who's I think one of the best in the world and he is a master. 
uh, a master of plant medicine. And I've, I've just had the extraordinary privilege to spend time with him and have a tour of his living pharmacy and learning about plants that kill cancer and heal arthritis and diabetes. I mean, and autoimmune, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And you also um, help inspire kids and you are, you do like retreat healings as well. Yes. Right? Yes. My, some of my favorite, I would say my favorite times of the year. I do, I do at least two to three retreats a year. Um, the retreats are, I would say the slumber parties for adults, like an opportunity, like we get on the big bus, you know, we, we, and it's, it's really a, a deep dive, a deep dive into nature. I specifically choose places on the planet where there is a, the, the energy, the ley lines are high vortex energy areas. So we're working with accelerated energy and, you know, I will do retreats usually seven days, bringing okay. people from the people come from all over the country. And we just really get into the core of anything from childhood trauma to healing mm -hmm. sexual abuse to, to reversing patterns that are eliminating or preventing someone from living their best life. And mm -hmm. retreats are almost addictive. And normally the people that come will always come back. You know, usually I have a, a very strong repeat uh, group that comes together. I have a journey to worthy core group of just like, you know, people that are very involved in the community and are just pretty much at everything. And then I have those who live in other, other states, other countries, even that will come in for the retreats. I have a retreat in September, Mount Zion, Utah. Okay. It's going to be a seven day. It's going to be a seven day retreat. I'm also doing a June 22nd of next year or a June, oh Lord, I can't remember the 17th. Now I'm just June 17th through June 28th, 2022. We're going back to the Amazon working with the shaman. So oh, those are plant, awesome. those are, yeah, those are plant medicine. So that'll be ayahuasca, the plant medicine ayahuasca. That's an ayahuasca based retreat. That's a 12 day retreat. Uh, just got back a couple months ago from Peru. We had a nice, beautiful group of people who, who came and had very life changing. I mean, if you want to change your life, that's next level. That's next level commitment. It is hard work. It is not an easy journey. But if you really want to change, if you're really desperate to see, if you're really tired of reliving the same thing over and over, if you want to get healing with your health, with your mental health, if you want to get healing with relationships, if you want to understand why are my relationships in the state that they are in or why can't I attract love into my life? Uh, these are all the kinds of things that I work with people on and, you know, people struggling with career, life purpose, finances, health, uh, marriages, estranged relationships, uh, all of it. Right. All of it. Mm -hmm. I told you amazing. <laughs> I told you. So I have a quick question for you. Um, yes, ma'am. So when you, when you land in your bed and you mm -hmm. get up in the morning, what is your reason why you want to wake up and help people? I would say, <clears throat> I would say one, first of all, I'm in love with this work. I'm in love with this work because I have been, even when I worked with with the, the people on Skid Row, and I work with domestic violence shelters, I work with abused children, I work with murderers and serial rapists, and I, you know, I've sat across from people you can't even imagine. And you know, one thing I discovered in that is that no matter what someone's story is, on the other side of that, I always saw myself. 
because I am, I am that person who's suffering. I have been there. I have been that person. And you know, there's a saying, until all of us are free, none of us are free. And I know that. So when I wake up in the morning, is it just, oh, well, Darnella, you know, they always say the final piece of your healing is when you reach back to heal someone else, then your healing, your healing comes full circle. So for me, the work that I do is an extension of my own healing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what is your next project? What do you have going on next? Well, let's see. Uh, I am. I know you, you do so many things. So, <laughs> hey, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be doing. Uh, we have a summer journey to worthy inspirational. We, we're going to, you know, I do in the summertime. I do these amazing events at the park. Uh, so I've got something coming up, I think, at the end of June, with Journey to Worthy with the community, an inspired workshop. I'm also going to be collaborating. My goal is to collaborate with uh, a wonderful yoga studio that I've just started attending. And I want to start doing some collaboration with the studio itself and put together uh, some sound bath healing yoga and do an inspired journey to worthy. So I'm working on that. That's in the works, quiet as it's kept, but something trying to put something together for the summer. Zion will be in September, October. I'll be making another personal journey back to, to Peru by year's end for some, some work on the other side of the Andes Mountains with some shamans there, uh, continuing my own education and learning. And uh, top of the year, 2022, getting ready to get back into the jungle in June. Oh, wow. See, I told you have so many things that you got going on. And I hope that you collaborate with the yoga because I know it's going to be amazing because you're part oh, of yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I love it. So, yoga yoga is amazing. Have you, have you ever done yoga? I can't yoga, do yoga. Way? I cannot do yoga. I'm sorry. No, there's no can't. <laughs> There is no. Okay, right. I can't. Wait, did okay. you just say I can't? Oh, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Listen. I'm at the fine. I'm at the fine. I'm fining you for that. I didn't hear the words. I can't. Okay, now no, I have a personal mission. I probably now. could. I probably could. But I, okay. you know, it's like I'm not. I'm not flexible. Like, okay, but here's the thing. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay, this is this is great. I love this moment happened. You know why? Why? Because this gives me an opportunity to do a little work with you. <laughs> Literally, what happens when you tell yourself you can't, your brain records that. And guess what it does? It goes down into your muscles and right. it makes it rigid. So when you say, I'm not flexible, your brain takes it in. It sends a chemical signal down your body and your body conforms to your dominant thought about it. So okay. that may have been in the past. Yes, maybe in the past you weren't flexible, but you know what? You're going right. to reframe, you're going to reframe it and you're going to say, you know what? Okay. So that may have been in the past, but today's a new day and my body will conform to my mind. I am yeah. a work in progress. I'm expect. So you could just simply say something like, I'm expanding my flexibility. I'm expanding. Uh, and if you said a, that, yeah, if you said I'm expanding my flexibility or I'm growing more and more flexible every day. I'm telling you, your body would blow your mind. It would blow well, your mind. Guess what I'm gonna do? Guess what what I'm gonna do? do? Tell me. I'm gonna find me a yoga class, and I'm gonna spend my mind some yoga. Really? Oh my god! You have to let me know how it goes. Oh, I am. I'm. I'm gonna find one soon. This interview. Ah, I'm gonna find one. I love it. Okay, now listen. Before you do the class, on your way there, you're gonna say, 
my body is more is 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 opening. My body is opening. My body is opening. And then before you do the class, you set an intention. Let me tell you about intention. It's from the Latin word intended, which means to stretch out. So when you set an intention, you are literally transcending space and time. You're putting your consciousness into the future, and you are choosing the reality of your cho- your choosing. So you're you're gonna say, I intend to have a very heart opening class where my body is flexible and agreeable with yoga. Okay. And let me tell you something, if you do that right to sleep, you're going to see a big, you're going to see a huge difference and your body is, is, uh, taking new direction. So don't be overly critical if the first one, you know, you're not out there doing back bends and forward <laughs> flips, you know, but you know what, just, 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 you know what, it's cause like, it's like life. Just notice yeah. a, a teeny shift. Just to, everybody wants the great big shift and, and they get discouraged because, oh, I didn't get up there and do the back bend and win the yoga competition on first class. It's okay, because you know, as they say, as a ship, if a ship goes off course, just by two degrees, it ends up in a different destination, a different port. So if you can shift your thinking two degrees, guess what? You change your destiny. So if you do that today, you have changed your destiny today with regards to yoga, which means a union. Yoga is a unity, body, mind, spirit. And, and the benefits, the health benefits, of course, you know, I could do a whole uh, podcast on that alone, but you know, it really adjusts, it, it, it activates that parasympathetic nervous system, which is what calms you down. Because most of the time we're in our sympathetic nervous system, that's the fight or flight response. We have this adrenaline and this cortisol pumping through our body and we're, we're activated on such high levels of stress, which breaks our organs down and it ages us. So when we do yoga, what we're doing is we're literally transitioning from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic nervous system. And we are creating calm, peace and centered and, and your clarity, your focus, your energy. Yoga is restorative. So a lot of times I used to do a lot of these boot camp workouts because I love weights and I love to work out. Right. And I still do. I still do body sculpting and I still do isometric Pilates. I still do all of that. But yoga is really good because it is a restorative. It doesn't, you know, some of these real hardcore gym workouts are depleting and yoga restores. So it's a very fine yeah. line. Yeah. So it's, I'm telling you, it'll, it'll turn your biological clock back. Everybody's trying to look for the fountain of youth. Get over to the yoga studio. If you do hot (laughs) yoga, which is what I love, the hot yoga is especially a detox. So you're gonna get that good sweat in and the hot yoga will actually help you warm up the body and you're doing the yoga in heat. So actually you you have a little more suppleness. It's a little bit easier to get into the postures. I guarantee you, I promise you, if you you do it regularly, you're gonna see a huge difference. Well, I'm gonna find me a yoga class and then I'm I'm gonna start doing yoga. But I do have to ask you one. I'm going to ask you one question, another question. I've been asking questions all, all the whole time, but <laughs> yeah. um, what would give, if you, if you had to give advice to someone who's trying to heal, what advice would you give them? Mm. I would say one, don't become discouraged. I would say it doesn't happen overnight, although it can, if you have a, a big enough crisis. Um, I would have to ask them why, what's your why? Why do you want to heal? I would ask them, what is it costing you not to heal? I would ask them, how does it serve them not to be healed? Because it's tricky, my friend, because a lot of times it can serve us 
to not be healed? And in what way you may ask? Well, then we don't have to be accountable. We don't have to be responsible. If I get to blame someone else, if I get to blame my parents forever for my childhood, at what point do I have to take accountability? You know, people will get sick and they will stay sick in their mind because they don't want to have to be accountable for the life they'd have to live if they were well. Right. Right? So it's a pretty tricky thing. And I'm not saying that everybody who is sick is trying not to be accountable. But I'm saying that it is a very, very tricky thing when you're looking at the concept of healing. I would also say that without truth, there is no healing. So it requires that we're really honest with ourselves. And I think it's one of the most difficult things to do is to be honest with ourselves. Why? Because we judge ourselves. We judge ourselves for the yes, truth we that we may know that we don't want to say, we don't want to acknowledge, we don't want to admit that because we, we would feel bad about ourselves. So those are the things that I would initially out of the gate say to someone who is, you know, I, I believe the life that most people want is on the other side of all the things that remain unhealed within them. So, you know, do you want your life? Do you really want your, do you want to just be here and exist? You know, at what point does one become tired of waking up every day complaining about the same thing, complaining about the same people, living the same life, unhappy in it, in some ways have resigned themselves to this lot in life and they're waiting just really to die. And it's like, life can be so much more, but we only get access to life to the degree that we are conscious. See, people wanna know what do you have access to to the degree of your awareness. Healing is an expansion of your awareness. And once one's awareness expands, they understand the life that they live. They understand the things that happen to them. I think for it's, it's really about pulling us out of victim mode because a lot of times we can feel victim to our life. We feel victim to the way our parents treated us. We can feel victim to the way that spouse treated us. We can feel victim to the way our children treat us. We can feel victim to the way our jobs treat us. Like, and we walk around being victims all of our life. So it's about understanding. And a lot of the work that I do is helping people go behind the scenes of the physical into the non-physical. And that's where my work is a little bit maybe different than just cognitive therapy, because I deal very much with the world of spirit. It's not a religion. It's not any doctrine or dogma or church. It is simply spirit, energy the essence, that which lives in the non-physical or the metaphysical or beyond the physical. So I'm always pulling the curtain back of the physical to say, hey, what's happening behind the scenes that is being driven, directed and guided by spirit. So I help people bridge the non-physical and the physical to help them understand their lives better, their soul mission, their soul purpose. So it's actually a very beautiful, collaboration between science and spirituality. I think that in true form, they collaborate, not clash, you know, so that's that it. is awesome. Hey, that's good advice, good advice. But I just want to say to you, you are a phenomenal person and you are amazing. And thank you for inspiring and impacting people's lives and just helping them to heal. And it's just Oh, you're just awesome. The word wow. awesome means you. And wow. so if people want to contact you, how can they contact you? 
Well, they can contact me through my website or I can give my email address. So the website is journeytoworthy.org. And it literally is just how it's written. Journey, J-O-U-R-N-E-Y, two, T-O, worthy, W-O-R-T-H, and it's uh, T-H-Y, right? So journeytoworthy.org, not .com. A lot of people say, not .com, it's .org. So make sure you put journeytoworthy.org. And they can also send me a personal email to my personal account at Darnella, D-A-R-N-E-L-L-A, at journeytoworthy.org. And are you on Insta, um, any social media? Yes, Journey to Worthy Love on Instagram. Simply, is it Journey to Worthy Love? And Facebook, Darnella Ford. Awesome. I just want to say thank you for having time with me. And oh my God, I loved it. So and, tell me and, something um, before we go. Can I ask you something? Yeah, sure. This is, what I, this is what I always ask everybody that comes. What will you walk away with today? Because I always want to know what you got I mean, I know that you did this and thank you for doing this for your listeners. I really appreciate I hope, And I hope that someone listening will feel inspired to check out my work and, and actually come and do some work with me. I do Zoom sessions and if you're local, I'm in, 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 L, in LA. But what will you walk away with today? Like what, when you leave this interview and our time together, what will yes. this moment have meant for you? Like what will you, what will stick with you in your heart, if anything? Oh, okay. So what will stick with me is just inspiration um just wanting i want to know more you know i want to go to one of your retreats honestly oh i would um, love to have you um, oh I, I, that you are a great great inspiration and i don't know my heart is uh is, is inspired i'm just like sitting here like yeah you know she you when you talk to people you inspire people you make people want to move forward in their lives and I'm sitting here like I was sitting here as you was talking I was thinking like oh my god like I just love the way you approach things and so it's just like you are inspiration I feel inspired at this point oh my and god I'm, thank you oh, oh my god I think you did a good job so you have to let me know um, I am the, I, you know the dates that you have for your retreat guys and I know you have one coming up on um uh, 2022 yes. and I want to know more about that and um, I would love to just go to one of your retreats and just oh, to, I would just love get, to have get the experience it would, be, it, would be life, it. it would be life changing I have one I'm, I'm going to send you a flyer I'm actually going to send you over a flyer for the Zion if you want to take a look at that that's September 26th to October through October 2nd. It's a week from a Sunday to a Saturday. And uh, we're gonna be departing from Los Angeles and we have this beautiful upscale van that we take over that we'll be driving. And then of course, Peru is, uh, we definitely won't be driving there. We'll definitely be on the airplane for that one. But that's gonna be, that's gonna be in June. It's literally, uh, we're one year and 17 days away. That's our, I'm on a countdown now, but yeah. So that, awesome. I'll, I'll send you both, I'll send you both. I just have the dates for the Peru trip but I do have the actual uh, flyer for the Zion trip. So if anybody is listening to this and they feel inspired to, if they, if they heard something that inspires, they check out my website and they want to do a little work. I do one-on-one -on -one sessions on zoom and mm -hmm. in person for those who are local. And uh, I would love to connect and love to just be of service. 
That is awesome. And I just want to tell the listeners as well, if you feel like you need to heal, please contact her because she's amazing. She can talk to you and she can find the inner soul of you and bring everything out so you can continue living your life, the best life that you're supposed to live. That's right. And um, So she is, is perfect. So please contact her and make sure that you let her know everything that's going on with you at this point because you want to live your best life. You only live once and you want to make the best of of everything that you're doing. So again, I just want to thank you, Miss Lady. Oh, Um, thank you for having me. It's been really kind and beautiful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And you take care of yourself and I will talk to you soon. Okay, thank you, my dear. Have a wonderful day. You too, love. Okay, bye. Bye -bye. Bye-bye.